0: right now and say it's been good to be in God's house and always hear in the background somebody saying why don't we but uh, we better have a little bit of preaching this morning and that's probably all what gets a little bit uh, and the power thereof Uh, we don't want none of that Uh, okay the little book of Jude that's the last book uh, before you get to revelations in your Bible a little half page there uh, book of Jude. I'm only going to read uh, one verse this morning, verse number eleven. Uh, this morning, and uh, we appreciate uh, one of the. I told a preacher this during Jubilee. One of the greatest uh, commodities, if I might use that word, uh, that God can give a preacher is not is not a million dollar building or uh, a lot of other things but good people. And uh, my pastor told me when I was still under him, he told me a long time ago, and I never did forget it, and he said, son said, the greatest appreciation, the greatest uh, compliment that anybody can ever pay you is to come and listen to you every week. And a lot of truth to that, amen? Amen. And uh, so I appreciate uh, you being here. All right, book of Jude, chapter 1, verse number 11. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainslaying of Korah. Thank you. Can be seated. Father, we thank you for all that's happened this morning. And uh, we thank you for that which we didn't see happen, but no doubt it did. And uh, Lord, we pray you'd just continue to build upon what you've already started here today. And I thank you for letting me pastor this church for 41 years. And Lord, to preach 42. Thank you for uh, my wife that stood by me through all them years. And uh, my family. And I ask today, Lord, that you will uh, just speak to us today, uh, Lord, where we're at. And I pray again for the lost, if they're here today. I pray for all that that it takes for them to get saved, to be in the service today. And uh, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, and uh, obedience. Uh, just have your way, Lord. We pray in Christ's name, Amen and Amen. amen. Ben Stein, who you may know by name, uh, he was uh, he was in the Nixon White House, and uh, he's a Jew. He's not saved. Uh, but I read uh, in an article the other evening in Newsweek magazine that I get monthly. And he had wrote an article entitled, Armageddon is Inevitable. Now this unsaved man, uh, this is a a Jew, uh, a Jew. And he said that Iran has or will soon have a nuclear bomb. And he says with the belief that they hold that they must destroy the world. Because until they bring the world to an end, their Messiah, their Savior, uh, will never come back. And uh, that's their belief. So they have something that drives them to that. Now, the book of Jude is a little half-page book. And, uh, but don't never think because of its smallness uh, that it doesn't have something in it. Uh, we notice this little book is strategically placed in your Bible. Like all the books of the Bible, they are strategically placed. You can look at Esther and Job and Psalms and those books and find out what's going on in them and they lay out a perfect scenario of the end time and and the way it's been. The book of Jude is placed right before the book of Revelations and it leans hard toward it. Uh, most of what it has to say has to do with the end of time. The book is very short, only 25 verses in the book. And the book has a lot to say about the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, as we look at this, just just by way of introduction and thinking about the end times, uh, we notice uh, throughout the book in verse 7, it talks about strange sex. It talks about fornication and it talks about, uh, it talks about those that uh, have went after strange flesh. Uh, and we can see a little bit of that in our day with men and men and women and women and all the other things that are going on in our world today. We notice in verse 12 that he talks about spots, uh, and we know that in the end time that the Antichrist is going to give a mark, if you will, a spot if you will, and uh, so he talks about spots, he talks about in verse 15, uh, he talks about speeches, hard speeches, uh, and uh, we hear a lot of them in our kind of a day, Amen. He talks about sinners there in verse 15, but not just any kind of sinner, ungodly sinners. I mean uh, I mean uh, sinners of the worst type uh, like that we see uh, every day in our society in which we now live. He talks about in verse 18, mockers or scoffers as Peter called them. He talks about scoffers in the last days. And in verse 19, he talks about sensual, or worldly, or fleshly, or carnal, uh, uh, and he says all these things uh, that we see they have to do uh, uh, with the end times. That that even an unsaved man knows that we're we're getting close to the end of the age, the end time. Now, in this book of Jude, Jude writes about three characters in verse eleven that. Uh, that he mentions there. And uh, it's it's not by accident that he mentioned these three characters in connection with the end days and the last time. And these three characters, they make for us uh, a scenario, if you will, uh, of the end days and the end time. The first man that's mentioned there in verse 11, he said, Woe, and by the way, uh, you might want to underline that word, Woe. And you might want to notice in your Bible little two and three letter words uh, uh, like woe and no and go and ho. You might want to study them out, not just pass over them. They have tremendous meaning. Amen. Uh, uh, But he said, Woe unto them for they have gone the way of Cain. Uh, uh, Now who is Cain? Well, Uh, If you've been in the church world very long and you uh, read your Bible or listen to preaching or been set under teaching, uh, about everybody, Cain's like Abel, about everybody knows who Cain is and Abel is, and uh, we know that they are uh, the sons of Adam. And Cain is a, the Bible said, woe unto them, they've gone the way of Cain. Uh, uh, What is the way of Cain? Well, Cain was a religious person. Uh, He based his salvation on good works, uh, and uh, Cain was a bloody killer, amen? Uh, uh, Isn't that something, Hal, uh, uh, that Cain slew his own brother? Now, let me say this this morning, uh, that there are three major end time uh, uh, religions in the world today, uh, and they're all bloody killers, Uh, Uh, You talk about the Muslims that have come on the scene, uh, and uh, we watched with uh, with uh, horrific scenes uh, of how they uh, kill people, beheaded people, uh, burnt people up. I I, I mean, that's the way of them. uh, they're just bloody killers as a whole, amen. Uh, they hate you. They hate me. Uh, you say, "Well, I got a neighbor that's a Muslim. He's not that way." Well, I'm not talking about your neighbor. I'm talking about the religion as a whole. Uh, they are bloody killers, amen. Uh, the Catholics uh, is a large, in time, uh, religion. You say, well, Catholics aren't bloody killers. You've never read Fox's Book of Martyrs or Martyr's Mirror. Amen. Uh, uh, they killed multiplied uh, uh, millions back uh, uh, in the day. Amen. Uh, and then we have Judaism. Uh, and uh, Judaism, uh, that's the ones uh, uh, that that murdered the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, they, that's the ones that wanted Jesus Christ uh, uh, to be murdered. Amen. Uh, and so when we look at the life of Cain stuck here in the book of Jude Uh, uh, we look here and we see a religious demonstration you say what do you mean Uh, uh, well the Bible said Genesis 4 and 3 we won't go there for the sake of time but the Bible said Cain brought of the fruit of his ground Uh, uh, now we know Abel we know Abel he brought blood he brought of the person of the flock Uh, uh, he brought it's no doubt he had been instructed Uh, He had been told that without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. Uh, uh, No doubt he had been told uh, uh, the life of the flesh is in the blood and I the Lord have given it upon the altar uh, for an atonement for the soul. Uh, uh, No doubt uh, he had been taught that by his mother and father uh, that an animal was slain, the blood was slain and they were clothed. Amen. Uh, uh, So Abel Uh, "'Abel he brought of the first son of the flock, Uh, "'but Cain pictures in time.'" Uh, And a demonstration of end time religion, Uh, and uh, most of this world is trying to get to heaven on their good works. Amen. Uh, uh, Most of them believe uh, uh, they can get to heaven without the blood, without Christ, uh, uh, just by good works. Uh, uh, It's not going to happen, neighbor. Uh, uh, Listen, you can grow a tomato, but you can't make a lamb. Amen. Uh, I I want you to know that Cain, uh, uh, he took of of what he had grown. He took. what he had done no doubt he took the best he had Uh, uh, but he found out what everybody else will find out the best you have won't be good enough Uh, uh, amen Uh, uh, we see a religious demonstration Uh, we see a religious danger here the bible said in verse 8 that cain rose up against abel his brother and he slew him. Amen. Uh, An old preacher said a long time ago uh, uh, it is an odd thing uh, uh, that a man that didn't believe in shedding blood uh, uh, he didn't believe in a blood religion. Uh, A man that didn't believe in shedding blood was the first man to shed blood. Amen. Uh, And boy there's a great truth to that. Amen. Uh, uh, You better watch these folks uh, uh, that have religion but they don't believe in the blood and they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, You better watch them, amen. Uh, uh, Let me give you a good picture of that in John 18. Uh, uh, It's uh, headed toward Calvary. And in verse 28, the Bible said then, uh, led they Jesus uh, from Caiaphas into the hall of judgment. It was early. And they themselves, the priest, uh, uh, the religious crowd, they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled. Uh, uh, they didn't want to go to the judgment hall because they are afraid they'd be defiled, uh, but they'd have a man murdered on the cross. Amen. Uh, uh, that's that religious group. Amen. I tell you, the meanest killers, uh, uh, some of the meanest people on God's earth, uh, uh, is religious people that don't know anything about Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Yes, sir. That's the way it is. There's a religious danger here, and we see that the way of the end time uh, is a demonstration of people trying to get to heaven by their own good works. You say, well, what are you trying to get there on? I'm trying to get there on Jesus Christ. on Christ the solid rock yeah. I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Yeah. I, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy trust uh, in Jesus' name. Yeah. I, uh, if I go to heaven and I will, uh, it'll be because I'm trusting in the shed blood uh, yeah. of Jesus Christ. And I believe what he did's enough. Yeah. I, I don't have to do anything Amen. else. Amen. Oh, that's what makes it so wonderful. If that, if that truth ever gets a hold of you, you'll never quit praising God. Amen. When you realize Jesus Christ did it all, there's religious danger out there It's seen by Cain rising up to kill his brother. There's folks that would do away with us. You better believe that. Uh, there's religious folks uh, that if they had their way... Uh, Uh, They'd get rid of every one of us uh, as quick as they could. Amen. Amen. And then we see there's a religious deception. The Bible says uh, uh, that that we're not to be like Cain who was of that wicked one. Cain was deceived by the devil. And we are living in an age of deception. You better keep your Bible open, friend. You better have ears to hear. You better check it out. Like Brother Grady says, if your own mother says she loves you, you better check it out. Amen? The sad part in America is we're the most gullible people on the planet. We'll believe anything. Somebody said, well, preacher, uh, preacher, I know it's true because I've seen it on Facebook. We'll believe anything. You say, I know it's true because I checked the fact checkers. Who's checking them, amen? amen. Uh, who knows what their agenda is? i tell you what you better check facts with, this old black back Bible. Amen. And if you don't find it in there, you better beware of it, amen? Uh, the Bible said that Cain, uh, he pictures last-day religion. But then he didn't just mention Cain. In verse 11 again, he said, In the era of Balaam for reward, the end will be marked with prosperity preachers who sell out for reward. Amen. Peter said, uh, He said that those that are elders, uh, uh, those that are ministers, if you will, He said they're not to do it for filthy lucre's sake. He called money filthy lucre, amen. I I want you to know that the ministry is no place for would-be millionaires. Amen. There may be some, but I don't know a single Baptist preacher that's a millionaire. There may be some, but I don't know them. I'm talking about of our our stripe, of, of our level of our brand. Amen. You see, the Bible says in the last days uh, that they would be preaching for reward, for filthy lucre. They'd say what the people wanted to say. Uh, They'd they'd see the people had itching ears and they'd be willing to scratch them for enough money. Uh, And the Bible said the last days... uh, I would not only be like Cain who is a false religion but like Balaam who was only after reward. The Bible's full of it. I don't have time. There's so many illustrations I can't use them all. But what about Achan? We think about Achan over there in the book of Judges chapter 7. You know what Achan did? Achan sold the blessings of God off of his life, off of his family, Off of his community, off of his army, Achan sold the blessings of God uh, for a Babylonian garment uh, and 200 uh, shickles of silver uh, and a wedge of gold. Uh, In other words, Achan, he sold his family out. Uh, There's a lot of people in this last days that are selling out, neighbor. They used to believe what you believe and do what you used to do and sing what you used to sing. But the last days is marked by Balaam, who done what he did for reward. He sold out. He sold out. I used to like that song. Old Brother Mike Kinslow used to sing it here all the time Not for Sale. Amen. I, I like that song. It talked about the preacher uh, that used to preach so hard. He's now out selling Amway. Amen. Uh, I want you to know what happens is people sell out. Amen. Uh, uh, listen, he sold his family out for a Babylonian garment. What does he need with a Babylonian garment? He's not Babylonian. People sell out. What would you sell your family out for? Maybe what have you sold your family out for? Something to think about, isn't it? The last days, there'll be many that'll be selling out. They're like Balaam. They're going for reward. What about Judas? What about Judas? Judas, for 30 pieces of silver, he sold his Savior out. What would you sell your Savior out for? What would it take to get you to quit this Foolishness of going to church three times a week and giving 10% of your income. Uh, uh, What would it take for you to sell out Uh, uh, and quit getting God a place in your home? Uh, uh, There's many of them that have uh, and no doubt there could very well be somebody sitting right here today uh, uh, that's pondered a thought, that's thought about selling out. We've all thought about it. When enough pressure's put on, but thank God we hadn't done it. But Judas, and you know the thing about it, Judas, he sold the Lord out 30 pieces of silver and he didn't even get to keep it. I had a preacher friend that got out of the ministry and messed up. Another woman, and he told me one time, he said, well, he said, he said, Brother Rick said Devil did something I didn't think he'd do. I said, What's that? He said, Well, he said, I sold out everything. My ministry, my church, I sold out everything for a woman. But he said, I didn't think the I didn't think the devil would ever let me keep her. The devil usually, when you sell out something, then the devil usually takes that away from you. But he said, "The devil let me keep her, and knowing her, I think is part of the punishment." Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. You see, Judas, Judas sold out. But but let me say this: I, I want to get on a positive note here. Let me say this: Thank God, there's some in the Bible that didn't sell out. Yeah. Thank God for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't bend. They wouldn't break. Uh, They was willing to go in the fire and through the fire for what they believe. Uh, We need some folks in our kind of a day that's willing to go through the fire. Uh, Willing to pay whatever it takes. Amen. Uh, Just stay with the old stuff. Praise God. Yeah. What about What about teaching on Esther? What about Esther? What about old Mordecai? He wouldn't sell out. Amen. He wouldn't bow. He wouldn't give in, uh, uh, even if it meant death. Uh, he would not sell out, thank God, uh, uh, for people down through the years uh, uh, that wouldn't sell out. Uh, uh, we got a King James Bible because people wouldn't sell out. Uh, uh, they were burned at the stake, beheaded, tortured. Uh, uh, thank God for your mother or father or grandmother or grandfather or some old leather-legged preacher uh, that would not sell out, thank God. Oh hallelujah Amen. you see Cain in the end time he pictures that false religion, that bloodless religion, that religion of works, Balaam he pictures he pictures the preachers of our kind of day, these prosperity preachers. Amen, they're more concerned. About prospering right. than they are about perishing. Amen. Prosperity. I remember when I worked at Donnelly's one years ago, there's a fella I worked with, and, and he got into that Amway stuff. And maybe you sold it. Maybe you do. I don't know. But I didn't know nothing about it. And this fella. He never did, you know, have a lot to say to me, but he, one day there at work he came and, and he just hung around me all day and he said, I really need to come to your house and talk to you tonight. It's urgent. I need to talk to you. Of course, preacher, I'm thinking he's wanting to get saved. He's wanting to know something about God. He's got a Bible question. So he came over and he hadn't been there five minutes and he started in this Amway stuff. I wasn't interested in Amway. I was in the way. I didn't care too much about it. But his sale pitch was... that all of Jesus' disciples were rich, and that Jesus was rich, uh, and God wants you to be rich. Uh, I said that seems odd to me. The Bible said Jesus said foxes have holes, birds of the air have nowhere to lay their head. Amen. Uh, uh, he said, uh, and he said we don't know where we're sleeping tonight. Uh, that seems odd to me that Jesus had to send a disciple down to get a fish to get a corn, to pay their taxes. Seem odd to me when Jesus wanted to preach a sermon, he had to borrow a penny from somebody to do it. Say, well, you just misreading all that. I don't think so. I might could have more money than what I do have. No doubt, I could. If I was a better manager, all of us could. But I figure God's blessed us, but not let us be millionaires. Why? Well, you ain't got a penny now and you don't pray that much now. If you had a full bank account, you'd never pray. You'd never go to church. You wouldn't have no need of nothing. Amen. I'll I tell you, some of the best Christian living you ever do is when you're praying out every electric bill, you're praying out every car payment, you're praying out every groceries for the week. That's some of the best Christian living you ever do. As somebody said, the more us Christians get on our feet, the less we get on our knees. Well, truth to that. Amen. Brother Bob McCurry said one day to me, he said, Brother Rick, the Lord's really blessed me and you. I said, why is that? He said, "Uh, well, he's kept us little. (laughs) Brother Grady said, Brother Prophet, don't forget, I give you a plug in my book. I said, yeah, I appreciate it. He said, I was from a known church. I was a nobody and a a, a nobody preacher. And I said, I appreciate them kind words. (laughs) He said, Oh, he said, I was talking about when you started out. He said you're famous now. I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Play it again, Sam. <laughs> Cain, religion, Balaam reward. There's one more. Korah. Yeah. Rebellion. Right. Jude 11 said the gain slaying of Korah. <laughs> Korah was the ringleader of a rebellion against Moses and Aaron. The last days will be filled with rebellion. People rebelling about one thing or people rebelling about another thing. Amen. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you who the ringleader is of all rebellion? Can I tell you who it is? It's Satan. Uh, He's the rebel with a cause. He's trying to damn your soul to hell. He's trying to usurp the throne of God. Did you know in Isaiah... In Isaiah 14, did you know the Bible said there in verses 12 through 14, there's five I wills in that one, in them verses. Five I wills. You know what rebellion is? Rebellion is I will. I'll do what I want. I don't care what God wants. I'll do it. I'll be God. I don't care what the preacher says, I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I want to do. I know what God's will is for me as a Christian, but I don't care what God's will is. I'm going to do what I want to do. The Bible said in 1 Samuel 15, 23, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as is iniquity and idolatry. You see, we don't think that much about it when we rebel against God and rebel against His Word, we don't think that much about it. But when God looks at it, He said, that's as bad as witchcraft. That's as bad as Satan worship. Why does he say that? Because that's what Satan did. He rebelled against God. He said, I'll be God. I'll usurp my authority. I'll sit above God. That's the devil. I, I, I. Do you know what rebellion brings? See, here's the scary thing, folks. Our nation is in defiant rebellion against God. Our nation doesn't care what God said about abortion.